Hello, my name is Kate Spacey and I'm a consultant at the Norfolk and Norwich University Hospital. I specialise in adult hip reconstruction and today I'm going to speak about dyslexia in surgeons. Dyslexia is categorised as a learning difficulty and actually this is a processing disorder that can affect your ability to uh, read, write and spell, in particular the pace at which you do these activities and can also affect your ability to process numbers by the forms of dyscalculia. It can also affect the working memory, and this can manifest as issues with organisation and timekeeping, and it can also affect pronunciation and understanding of phonics. But there are some characteristic strengths for those with tendencies towards dyslexia, and this generally uh, is around lateral thinking and the ability to come up with creative solutions for problem solving. And we see this a lot outside of medicine and surgery uh, with a high incidence of dyslexia amongst entrepreneurs. In addition to this, 3D spatial awareness can be quite good. And so we can imagine that actually these positive attributes can lend themselves to a very successful surgical career and may even lend itself more to some surgical specialities such as orthopedics. I think final comment to make here would be that interaction is a very positive skill set of a surgeon and those with dyslexic tendencies tend to be very good team players with good communication skills and the ability to form rapport. Working as a surgeon with dyslexic characteristics can obviously affect your work as a whole, and this could be from uh, running clinics, the on-call or in theatre, as well as working in multidisciplinary team environments. It can also affect your non-clinical work, though, and this could be in your roles in education or management and leadership, and also your ability or confidence in performing research and audit work. And we'll take some of these in turn and talk about the, pro the positive and uh, negatives and how may we may be able to help uh, our trainees and colleagues. Dyslexia in theatre can obviously uh, manifest uh, issues with reading and writing operation notes and speech to text software may be useful in this situation. I think being able to perform mental arithmetic uh, and to perform calculations in theatre in a stressful environment uh, can be difficult for anybody but again with a processing disorder this may be a little bit harder and again, this may also manifest with issues around checking implants, which again, when put on the spot under a time pressure, trying to read small text from a distance with bright lights uh, and a very busy theatre may actually not be the best environment uh, to optimally check those implants. And it might be that it's important to introduce an implant pause where the theatre is silent, allowing adequate time to process the information that is on that implant box. In addition, thinking about the way that we teach and the way that we learn is really important. And this comes into play in theatre when you're either training uh, as a trainee with dyslexia or if yourself, how you learn in theatre. Um, spending a little bit of time thinking about this in advance of these situations coming up and perhaps sitting down with your trainer, talking about the ways that you learn may mean that you have more, uh, make more use of the time that you have in theatre. But saying that, there are some very positive attributes uh, that actually lend themselves very well to being in theatre. And again, we come back to the ability of having lateral thinking and using this for problem solving, which may come in handy when things are perhaps not going quite as planned in theatre. Certainly having 3D spatial awareness in orthopaedics uh, is very important, being able to manipulate fractures, manipulate K-wires, 
uh, and to treat those fractures in that, that situation uh, may particularly lend itself to orthopedics as a speciality. And really important, everybody knows team communication is central and a really key characteristic to have in a good surgeon in theatre. And again, we know that those with dyslexic tendencies are generally speaking very good team players because they have good communication skills and are able to build a rapport. Having dyslexic tendencies can also affect your working clinic. And again, this may come back down to being able to prepare your clinic and read clinical letters or referral letters and even to dictate and approve your own letters and check for mistakes. And so again, this is an opportunity where text-to-speech or speech-to-text software may be useful. We often uh, talk about trainees with dyslexia having an additional time in their exams to be able to process uh, at a slower reading speed, for example, or pace. And we don't really translate that into clinical practice. And therefore, monitoring if your clinics are overrunning or if your trainee is struggling to see that number of people uh, patients on a te clinic template, it may be that we have to give that trainee a little bit longer time to see each patient so that they can read and process the letters and complete their admin associated with that clinical session. And so I think even as consultants, if we can have this practice and let it filter down into our registrars, it would set a good example. Again, there are very pos uh, positive at attributes uh, that lend themselves well to uh, being a surgeon in clinic with dyslexic tendencies. And again, this comes down to the ability to problem solve, lateral thinking, and building good rapport with your colleagues and patients. Dyslexia can certainly affect a surgeon when they're on call, and this can either be as a trainee or a colleague. And there are ways that we might be able to support trainees and our colleagues during busy takes. Certainly, uh, your working memory, especially when you're working under time pressure, which further exacerbates processing disorders, can be affected. And this might have uh, effects on, for example, prioritization of tasks, managing patient details and lists, and being able to read and write in the notes at a good pace to be able to get through the on-call demands. And again, this is an opportunity where text-to-speech and speech-to-text software may be useful, the use of iPads to be able to keep uh, electronic records up to date uh, more quickly. And again, uh, lists uh, for patients that are perhaps based software-based as opposed to handwritten-based may be uh, more essential. And building in regular breaks, uh, perhaps even away from high-pressured environments, so that trainees with dyslexic tendencies have some downtime to allow themselves to start fresh uh, so that their processing speed does not get slower and slower throughout the day. However, we do need to also remember the very positive characteristics uh, that a surgeon with dyslexia being on call brings to the team. And that, again, focuses around lateral thinking and problem solving, which is really important to uh, running a good on call, as well as working within the team and building rapport with your patients and colleagues. We can then think about uh, how we can optimise training a surgeon with dyslexic characteristics. And there are a number of ways that we train. This is not, not all training takes place in the theatre environment. So virtual teaching itself can actually be quite difficult if it's very text heavy, for example. And so trying to keep uh, small group works in breakout rooms or even quite interactive teaching in larger groups and trying to promote problem solving exercises taps into the uh, positive attributes of a surgeon with dyslexia and the way that they may be able to learn more easily. 
Certainly when we're making presentations that might be given virtually or face-to-face, -face, avoiding black text on white backgrounds is usually more accessible and helps with reading pace and understanding of words, as well as delivering information in small chunks so that people are not overwhelmed by large volumes of text, particularly if they read on a more slow pace. From a clinical point of view, again, coming back to trying to promote problem-based learning because this is more memorable and a natural way that someone with dyslexia may learn, as well as trying to give trainees more time for reading and promote that lateral thinking in the way that they go about their revision for exams, for example. It's important to remember that although a trainee may have additional time for their exam, they may also be entitled to more time for study leave in the run-up to their exam to account for the fact that their revision may happen at a slower rate. Another element of training a surgeon is research and actually this can be quite a daunting area for someone with dyslexia having to process large volumes of numbers or for example having to write up a long prose paper for publication and so there are some potential barriers for those with dyslexic tendencies to going into research uh, and fulfilling their CCT requirements. So it's important to try and consider what their skill set is and perhaps encourage them to work in pairs or teams so that each person in the team is able to fulfill an area of that research project that sits within their skill set. One may be very good at writing up, one may be very good at processing statistics, and another may be very good at data collection and research design. There is certainly some support available for surgeons with dyslexia, albeit perhaps not as much as we would like, but certainly for trainees, there is the professional support unit who may be able to offer formal dyslexia training and perhaps some coaching for certain skill sets that the trainee would like to improve. There is a generic access to work grant available through the government for those with any condition uh, that could benefit from equipment uh, that would help make them more uh, efficient and able to work. And certainly uh, people with dyslexic tendencies would qualify for this. And I've left a QR code there if you'd like to explore the gov.uk website. This could be used for equipment such as a speech-to-text software, uh, iPads, etc., that may be able to make your working life more efficient. And it can even include things such as neurodiversity training if you're, you feel your department would benefit from that. Finally, there are private elements that are available as support, and this generally centers around testing and coaching. There are certainly some equipment that is useful for colleagues and trainees, and this centers around text-to-speech pens or even speech-to-text software. If you're struggling or concerned about uh, long prose writing, you can check this through a free version of software called Grammarly, and this will not only check your spelling, but actually punctuation and grammar. There's also colour overlays, which are very cheaply available for a few pounds. And this, again, is trying to avoid black text on white backgrounds. And these can be used uh, in textbooks or even on computers. And finally, uh, quite commonly, I use this in my teaching is the free mind, mind mapping software called Miro. And you can generate a link that you can share in a virtual chat box, for example, and all team members in that virtual teaching are able to start editing the same uh, mind map together and actually you can also use this on an individual basis if for example a trainee is revising for their exam and we know that uh, colleagues with dyslexia do generally do quite well learning from mind mapping. I've used this an opportunity uh, as a chance to make a change to my practice 
And the kind of things that I am trying to introduce is encouraging reframing. I had a trainee say to me, I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic. And actually, if this is reframed as I'm dyslexic and that means I might struggle with writing in the notes on the ward round, but it means I'm particularly good at building a rapport with the inpatients. It really does empower that trainee and put a positive spin on something that they feel is a negative characteristic that they have. Also try to empower the trainee, such as this trainee who came to me saying that they felt they get left out of research product projects because they're slow and struggle when they're writing, uh, writing them up. And actually being able to pair trainees to focus on the skill sets that they have creates a sense of achievement within the team. And it also means that the trainees are using their time efficiently. And actually pairing up means that they get a couple of projects rather than struggling to get one project done. Allyship is really important and not to be uh, underestimated in these situations. Uh, unfortunately, had a trainee that had been laughed at during a trauma meeting for the way that they had spelt a word because it was written as it sounded, as opposed to how it was intended to be spelt. And actually, it was really important that that trainee had someone to talk to, to talk about strategies for how this might happen in the future and how that trainee can go about handling that situation. But actually, also as an opportunity to feed back to the department as a whole and to offer neurodiversity awareness training and actually to speak specifically to that colleague um, to ensure that this behavior didn't take place again. And finally, I've given some thought to my teaching style. I hope you've noticed that I avoid using black text on white backgrounds throughout my uh, teaching. I try to make it as interactive as possible and limit the amount of writing on my slides, delivering small chunks of information at a time and keeping as much uh, audio as possible. I also try to use interactive slides and polls using the free Slido uh, software with a QR code left here if you would like to explore that. Again, this gives you a link that you can drop into uh, a link or a QR code that you can drop into your presentation, which can be used virtually or face to face. I've mentioned shared mind mapping already, and here is a link to the Miro uh, software. Uh, you can use this QR code as well as the most important element here, and that is directly speaking to the neuro to neurodiverse trainees and asking for their advice, and quite often asking for their feedback on the teaching that I've delivered. I'd like to just uh, finish here by leaving some quotes from uh, two celebrities. I think these really sum up the key skill sets that trainees and colleagues with dyslexia bring to their roles as surgeons. And I hope that you found this important.